You're listening to Talk to the Experts. I'm Wayne Nelson. My guests today are Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from Macmillan Estate Planning. A reminder that the Macmillan team will be hosting two virtual webinars Thursday, February 8th, and Thursday, February 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. To register, you'll need to contact Macmillan Estate Planning. The number is one 266 6464 or you can visit their website at macmillanestate.com for more information. All right, uh, Norman, before the break, we were talking about uh, trust, and you had started, uh, you'd mentioned something called a 65-plus trust. So let's go into that, if we could. Uh, What is a 65-plus trust, and why is it so advantageous? Yeah, a 65-plus trust is uh, an intervivus trust. So this is a trust that we've, we've created during our lifetime, um, we can transfer assets uh, in and out of it uh, during our lifetime. But, you know, what we really need uh, to, you know, one of the qualifications for uh, creating this type of trust is is we need a settler uh, to be 65 or older. So, um, you know, an individual or, or you know, one of, of, of the two of a couple is, is, is 65 or older. And, uh, you know, really what we often look at on the tax side of this is eliminating probate. Because, you know, jurisdictions like BC and Ontario, you know, probate taxes are pretty high. Um, uh, imagine someone with assets of $5 million in BC. Uh, applying the, the probate tax uh, in BC of about 1.4% against the value of, of that would uh, result in a tax bill of about $70,000. With proper planning with maybe one of these 65 plus trusts, uh, we can save that through them. Uh, and that's that's a pretty big tax savings. What is the just for curiosity's sake? What is the probate uh, tax rate in Alberta? Do you know offhand? I was thinking it was five twenty five. Is it higher than that? It, it's. I mean, essentially, as I understand it, it's uh, it's a flat rate. You know, it's, as Norman said, it's about five hundred dollars rather than the percentage basis of based on asset value that you have in, in five hundred bucks versus seventy thousand in BC. Yeah, so you know, here in Alberta, we have flat rates. Sure. Uh, they're, uh, they're they're capped. A uh, little over five hundred dollars um, is is all that we're going to pay uh, for probate taxes here in BC. So, uh, you know, depending on where uh, you know people's assets are held, uh, kind of depends on on whether we uh, try and avoid probate um, for tax reasons or not. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a big consideration. Now, bear in mind, uh, you know, a lot of uh, you know people in uh, BC or a lot of people here in Alberta sometimes have the, the record recreational properties in BC. So just because they're living here in Alberta um, doesn't mean that we're not going to consider this depending on, uh, you know, how much value they may have uh, in in assets in BC. And these are also really useful if we want to simplify an estate, you know, especially if we've got assets in multiple jurisdictions like we're talking about. You know, I'm thinking of a family that we worked with. uh, They had assets in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia. Um, you know, one of, of, of the couple uh, originally came from Saskatchewan. They inherited property from their family there in Saskatchewan, lived here in Alberta. Their principal residence was here. But, of course, they uh, like the, the mountains and the lakes of B.C. Um, and they had some value recreation, valuable recreational property out there. And so we, when we looked at the costs and the work involved with dealing with probate and properties in three different jurisdictions, it was a pretty easy decision to say, you know, let's uh, set up a trust today. Let's put these assets uh, into that trust so that we can save significantly in, in time and money uh, upon their passing. All right. Uh, Paul, what about on our passing? We've, are there trusts specifically for if we just want protection for our families after we pass on? In that scenario, Wayne, we'd be using something called a testamentary trust. Uh, 
And this is a trust that we create in our wills. So it only actually comes into being, I suppose, when we, we pass away. Now, conceptually, the, the trust idea is, is no different to, to what we've been, been talking about so far. We're using that structure to protect wealth. But because it doesn't come into being until you die, it means that the creation of the trust, it has no bearing on how you manage assets, how you, you know, buy and sell and so forth during your, your lifetime. But when you pass away the value that is captured inside that trust will be held for the benefit of, of a single beneficiary or multiple beneficiaries. And it has this layer of protection around it so that the inheritance that is received can be insulated against potential third-party claims made against that beneficiary. Now, the upshot is that we can use this sort of planning to keep wealth in our family for for, for multiple generations to come. The, the, the point is this, is that despite what some people say, using this sort of planning, you really can actually rule from beyond the grave. Interesting. And there are examples of this kind of trust throughout history. Indeed. I mean, this is the way that, for example, the, you know, the British royal family and indeed any sort of aristocratic or, or very wealthy family have, um, have retained wealth through the generations. Because often people who are in that position, they are um, exposed to certain things, to claims. So perhaps you have a very wealthy family who have been successful in business. Well, unfortunately, sometimes that exposes you to risk. Now, if somebody did have cause to maybe bring a claim against that family and they were successful in doing so, the family could stand to lose a, a huge amount of wealth. But if they've sort of planned accordingly using trust planning, whether that is a testamentary trust or uh, as Norman's been talking about, a, a lifetime trust, uh, that gives them the opportunity to, to, to protect that value, come what may. All right. Norman, what about such things as investments? Do we need trusts to protect those kind of assets? Well, you know, sometimes depending on the circumstances, we may, uh, you know, set up a trust uh, in a person's lifetime and, and, and transfer, you know, investments into it. But sometimes we have estates that are mostly investments and we don't necessarily need a trust to avoid probate for other assets like property. You know, there's uh, situations where there's RRSPs and TFSAs that we don't want to transfer into a trust. And so what we can do in those situations, instead of creating a formal trust deed, for the investments, we can, by the way we structure the investment, establish protection around the investment. Now, all Canadian investors have the ability to invest in such a way that the value of their investment plus any growth will be guaranteed at maturity or upon death. And for added peace of mind, we can uh, you know, add help uh, by avoiding probate and, and protecting from third-party claims. This is done by what we term an investment trust. And your money can be managed in you know, roughly the same way as it is now in terms of you know, companies and, and ge geographic you know, areas, industries, risk tolerances, your investment uh, you know, profile, that sort of thing. But uh, you know, by using the protection afforded by a trust, we're able to put that notional fence around our investments as a means of ensuring that come what may, the value is protected. And once again, as you said, you can use this strategy to avoid uh, probate or, or save on taxes in those 
two provinces where we have those uh, high probate fees. Yeah, rather than setting up, uh, you know, a formal trust um, by the way we set up the structure, the investment, um, we can we can save on probate taxes. We can also make it hard to challenge our estate. You know, sometimes uh, we're wanting uh, to, to to make it so it's it's difficult to challenge if if we've got a blended family with maybe some some salty characters or some rough relations. And uh, so, you know, investment uh, trusts are an important uh, probate to uh, probate and, and estate tool um, because they gives us those options that we can be strategic and say, do we want to deal with this through probate or can we save money by avoiding probate? All right. Well, before we end this segment, is there anything that you would like to add that we haven't discussed or delve into a little bit further? There may be a, a handful of, of other topics, Wayne, that we, we typically cover off as part of a, a traditional uh, estate plan design. What we often tell people is this, there is there is great value in perhaps signing on for one of our webinars or our, our live seminars because we go into greater detail about all of the different strategies that, that are available to you and, and, and more importantly what our offering actually looks like. And off the back of that, we are more than happy to have some complimentary consultations with people just to learn a little bit more about them and to uh, identify some of the issues and, and also how we might be able to add value to them and to their, you know, to their family. So, All right. um, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the, the, the overriding point I would make, Wayne. Okay. We'll kind of recap. I'll get, go into a little bit more detail of what those uh, webinars are all about. And uh, as you mentioned, Paul, there are two of them, two virtual webinars. The first one, Thursday, February 8th. The next one on Thursday, February 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. To register, you'll need to contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit their website for more information at macmillanestate.com. Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from Macmillan Estate Planning are my guests today, and we'll be back to wrap things up on Talk to the Experts. <music> 